At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm is now in session. Is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital. Well, my friend, I'm back. Welcome back from the great state of Hawaii. Yes. Are you, are you super sunburned? No, I, no, actually, I got the lightest of sunburns once. Yeah. I've been good for years now. We're a bit paranoid. It's, I think it's really helpful that I've got kids I've got to cover, because um, then I end up coding myself again and again, just to be sure. Nice, nice. <laughs> Um, especially my little boy. He's even whiter than I am, which is kind of scary. Well, you, you deserve the break, believe me. <sighs> Thank you. Yes. Well, and, and as I was saying earlier, uh, uh, to off, off the air, uh, it's, it is a break in a way, but when you've got a three and a six-year-old, not a relaxing break. <laughs> isn't, isn't that why you got married? Yeah. <laughs> Aren't the wives supposed to take care of that? Sorry. Oh, jeez. I'm going I'm 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 to get letters now. Yeah. Pr- yeah. Pr- primarily from my wife's divorce attorney. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm touching that one. No, it's um, it was a great time. I loved it. Went to the Big Island this time, and uh, I think we'll go to Maui next time. And we're already planning way ahead. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, I used to live in Hawaii, so I, I know what you dealt with. It's wonderful out there. It is, it yeah. is. But what you did miss while you were gone is XMS Advanced was last week, and you missed it. That's right. Well, you missed it too. Yeah, well, I didn't go. I didn't miss it. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't go. Yeah. It's just, it I like is, to go when I've got a buddy there. Yeah, it is my favorite show to go to, and I wish I could have gone, but I just had so much work to do this time. I just couldn't take the time off. You just have to book it for next year so we can go. Yeah, absolutely. Just don't be in Hawaii at the same time. Uh, can't promise that. <laughs> I, well, I would definitely rather take that. <laughs> well, then maybe I could be in Hawaii with you and then maybe they'll live stream SMX Advance to us. Wouldn't that That's be right. Yeah, that would be, that would be pretty stellar. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, now that we put aside all this amazing chatter, let's get into some notes here. So I am catching up, I have to admit. 
But uh, the one thing that you started with here in our notes was uh, quite interesting. It got me uh, looking at things pretty tightly. Uh, and that's Google may unverify business listings due to lack of activity. Um, yeah. So tell us a little about that. So what they're saying is if, if you've claimed your Google Plus business profile and you've got it all set up and your business is, you know, you're doing real good in local search and you're happy, um, if you don't go in and log into that business profile at least once every six months, they may unverify the profile. They're looking to make sure that people log into those profiles. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to change anything. You just have to log in. And they want to make sure that you're still there, your business is still there, and that you're still alive, basically. Um, If you don't, they could, um, and I guess nobody's ever experienced this yet, but they say they could unverify the listing, which means if you go in, you're unverified, you have to go through that whole process again. You have to submit your information, wait for the postcard, the whole deal. So it's, it's a good thing to go in and, you know, just log into it once every six months. You should be anyway. Yeah. Well, and one of the things that brought all this up was that one, uh, a uh, person I can't remember who had actually had this happen to him, and that's why he brought it up. He says, "Well, why did this happen?" And and I gather this is becoming a potential norm. It's all very up in the air, right? Because nothing's right. been officially stated. Exactly. And you well, know Google. <laughs> yeah, nothing's official till it's official, but it's really actually official. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we said so. Yeah. Uh, the the six month bit actually did come from the mouth of a Googler, but again, isn't a. Pr- 100% confirmed. That, that was on uh, SMX. Wasn't that Gary Isles that said that too? The six-month bit, was it? I can't remember. I seem to recall it was... You know, anyway, it, it was mentioned at SMX that this is that the unverification is something of, of concern, so definitely take that um, to heart. The six-month issue was from a response that um, Mike Blumenthal got, I believe, uh, okay. when, when he first aired this information. Uh, I think that was around June 5th or so. Uh, now, originally when he got it, he mentioned that it, you had to go and make a null entry, which was a ridiculous, right? Let's go in there and just look like we're working on it. No, no, no. <laughs> Google just wants to be, make sure you log in. And the reason they're doing that is to make sure that you've identified your that there's no changes to your address. Like, has is the address that's in there up to date? Right. So they can provide the best results. So fair enough, I guess. It's yet another thing we have to remember to do, but yeah. I guess we're supposed to be doing it. <laughs> it, also, it also makes sense from because, I mean, one out of every four new businesses fail within the first year. So if you've done all this work and Google's got this listing for your business and you went out of business two years ago, why do they still want that listing in there verified to you, right? So, exactly. So that, that's part of it as well, I'm sure. Yeah, and, and it, it does yet again show just how important being verified is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, because otherwise, obviously, you're you're going to get a whole lot less chances of being shown up, um, and that's a no brainer. So, absolutely. Uh, and if you're an SEO doing this for clients and you're working on their local search, uh, make sure that, that you set that expectation with them, or you include it in your deliverables. We'll make sure to log in once or twice, you know, to, to update or change things to make sure you don't get unverified. There you go. Um, now this really kind of well I guess I can't really say it shocked me I'd just be faking (laughs) um, (laughs) uh, Google says HTTPS so in other words secure connections are going to be a stronger signal and that was another thing from Gary Isles of SMX Advanced uh, you know, I didn't get a chance to read this. What? Uh... So basically, what he said right now is, you know, th- this came up, of course, and in the, in the, uh, the, the I think he took Matt's uh, 
the, the, the <laughs> keynote where, Google, where Danny sits down with someone from Google. I think he, Gary took Matt's place in that chair this time. And the question came up about HTTPS or secure sites. And he said that right now, a secure site is basically a tiebreaker. So if you have two sites that, that they're very similar, they come up and they're, they're, they equal out to be the same in the algorithms, and one of them is secure and one of them is not, the secure one is going to get the nod to get the higher ranking, right? He says, however, in the future, they're going to make that a stronger signal, which to me says, and a lot of people, it says that it's not going to be a tiebreaker anymore. It's they're, they're looking to push this or looking to... You know, just like they did with mobile, just like they've done many, many times in the past, they're trying to push their agenda, and their agenda in this particular case is we want a secure internet. So, um, I personally think it's kind of going to go along the same lines that the mobile Geddon thing is. Everybody's going to talk about it, and everybody's <laughs> going to do stuff, and nothing's going to happen when it finally launches. Um, but you know, can you take that chance? You know, if if you're a business and you're making business. You, you know, your business is primarily online or you're making a lot of money from your online business um, and your competitors do this and you don't, are you really going to risk that, right? So this is Google flexing their muscles again, but there's not much you can do about it. It's going to get to the point in the next year or so, I think, where people are going to have to convert to secure sites just to make sure that their competitors don't uh, take advantage of something they didn't. Yeah, well, yeah, you know, they've got an agenda and then we... Uh we must flow with it. <laughs> I know. I just take it with a grain of salt, everyone. Don't go crazy and update everything immediately. If you're going to update, hey, no problem. That's a good thing in some regards. Anyway, um, just plan it and take yeah. your time. Yeah, and I can tell you for our sites, we're looking at it strong right now because you know we do things with our infrastructure. It takes years, so if we're going to do this, we got and we start now. We just happen to be in a period where we can, you know, talk about this, um, but. You know, some people, this is going to be much easier to do than others. You know, some people, it's just a matter of flipping a switch. Other sites that are larger and complex, this can take a long time to, to, to do something like this, switching it over to HTTPS, if it's at all possible. I mean, we have pieces of our sites that we don't know if it's even possible to make them secure. So, yeah. I don't envy you. That will be a plan and a half. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> um, on that note, uh, Google has had some... Uh, <laughs> continues to have some pretty funny issues with uh, its Google Answers. Um, <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they formally did. They was it Answers because didn't they formally change the name to uh, of the uh, Knowledge Graph oh. to something else? Didn't they? Oh, brother, I can't remember. I know they did. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, actually, I knew that was going to come up when I said that. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. They're always changing things. Yes. Um, I'm still confused about Webmaster Tools. I'm just calling it Webmaster Tools, and I refuse to call it Google Search Console or whatever it is. It's freaking Webmaster Tools. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're already showing uh, our, our stubbornness to change. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Damn, hoodlums. Um, <laughs> Get off my so, lawn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so... In this case, uh, someone caught uh, the Google's direct answer, I guess that's what it's called, okay. gives a non-scientific theory on dinosaurs. Um, so if you look up dinosaurs, it'll say, I'll just do a little snippet of this, dinosaurs are used more than almost anything else to indoctrinate children and adults in the ideas of millions of years of Earth history. However, the Bible gives us a framework for explaining dinosaurs in terms of thousands of years of history, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway. Um, so, so, so here's the question. If they're doing this algorithmically, does that mean there's more stuff published online 
that that support the the religious version of the dinosaur history or the science version of dinosaur history. Maybe it's just the fact that more people are writing about it online with the religious slant versus the science slant. Maybe it's not just their fault. Maybe it's the fault of the internet as a whole. I wouldn't be surprised. I, I mean, I would hope it's not the case, but uh, you know. Uh, but if that is the case, should they change it? I guess it depends. I mean, we're talking about Google here, who is. I would say, um, I'm sure I could be very wrong here, but um, is more a scientifically based company. It'd probably go the cre- uh, creationist route. But then again, yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, if if the Internet as a whole does support that more than the other, then I guess they should show that. Hmm, it's interesting. But if they're going from science, which I, 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 I would think uh, Google is more focused on than... I, I wouldn't think they'd want this, and this is a glitch. Apparently, if they do the same search, what happened to the dinosaurs, um, it's been removed. But if you do a slightly different version of the search, what, um, what happened to dinosaurs instead of to the dinosaurs, you'll see the creationist-inspired answer again. Interesting. But the so, fact that they change things does sort of indicate. So what to me, what this really signifies more than anything is when you're thinking about Google Answers, and they're trying to do this algorithmically, you know, th- these answers aren't always going to be correct because there might be multiple answers to a question that are correct depending on your viewpoint, right? So, mm-hmm. so how can Google say, well, you know, this is the right answer when there's multiple answers that, that are right, you know, just depending on what you believe, right? These are the kind of questions, though they seem like they're very straightforward to some people, they're not straightforward at all. You no. know, they got to stay away from it, trying to answer those kind of questions, I think, more than anything. And that's difficult when they're trying to do everything en masse. I mean, they can only <laughs> laser focus so much. Absolutely. Uh, and, and this all came up uh, uh, after uh, last November where um, they found another one, which was a Google search for King of United States, <laughs> 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 where um, the result was all hail King Barack Obama, Emperor of the United States of America. <laughs> nice. As the answer. Yeah. So yeah, they got some work to do, but that's not a surprise. I mean, this is this is cutting edge. Google is all about putting it out there and just making us, well, survive through, yeah. through their testing. <laughs> Maybe it's their new internal philosophy of crowdsourcing debugging. Yeah, really, no doubt. Um, well, you know, with, with that said, let's take a quick break, and uh, we'll be right back after we've debugged. SEO one hundred and one will be back right after recess. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. 
find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Introducing Rumble, the smart mobile management system, the first end-to-end mobile platform where you can make real-time app modifications from a point-and-click dashboard. Want to change the design of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. Want to change the ad map of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. Want to change the content mix of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. Power your mobile business with Rumble. Are you ready to rumble? Visit www.rumble.me. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. Hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. Next on the news. Nice. <laughs> Importance of URL structure to Google. This this was interesting to me because I think we've you know we've been talking about URL structure for years as SEO and I think we all kind of came to the same conclusion you know you want human readable URLs with the keywords in it you know it's the basic stuff and this is very SEO one hundred and one stuff but the way this article broke it down and and, and I got this from uh, SEM Post uh, Jennifer Slag has been doing such an awesome job on this site I got to give her. Definitely. There's some great, great information here. They actually broke it down a little bit deeper than that. And I guess this is another thing. The question was raised at SMX Advanced. Uh, <laughs> Gary Isles talked about it some. And l- l- let's break it down. So they talked about, does the length of the URL matter, right? No. Google doesn't care how long it is as long as it's within the, the limits that the browser can handle. And that limit is actually generally and commonly recognizes 2,083 characters because that's the, the largest um, URL that Internet Explorer can handle. Most browsers can handle much longer URLs. Internet Explorer, Microsoft, you know, they, <laughs> they have to hamper us once again. <laughs> but not, Jesus, I, I knew it. I, I was trying to get to two, 2,090, but no. Yeah, but, but if you're actually creating URLs that are in the thousands of characters, you've got other issues. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> then, then I guess the, the second thing, this is interesting, does structure have an effect on ranking or discovery? And when they're saying structure, it's like basically – um, how deep does the URL go? So how many how many directories do you have? Um, it, it, long is different than deep. So if you have your root domain, which is domain.com, then you have a subdirectory of uh, blog, and then you have a subdirectory of slash category, and you have a subdirectory slash, or not, and then you just have the URL. That's actually three levels deep, right? Because mm. you've got blog and category, then your actual post on, on your site. Now, for discovery purposes, they're saying that the longer, the, the deeper the URL is, the more subdirectories that page is in, the less important they deem it. So they might not be as inclined to try to crawl it because it's so deep. They really want to crawl everything at that first level and maybe the second level, but the deeper you go level-wise, the less important it is from a crawling statistics or standpoint. Excuse me, from a ranking standpoint, no impact whatsoever. Doesn't matter. Right, so just from a crawling standpoint, that deepness matters. Um, keywords in the structure. Uh, this this one kind of confused me. Gary kind of snipped and said, "Fill them with important keywords." That's super important. Kind of being snide. Basically, he was saying, "You know, don't stuff keywords into your URL. Just make them 
what it's supposed to be. Make him human readable, of course, but don't stuff. Um, and then, of course, none of this, nothing that has to do with the URL whatsoever has any impact on rankings, right? Except mm-hmm. for the fact if it's longer than 2,083 characters, they probably won't <laughs> crawl it. <laughs> then it won't get ranked, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Which, which I, I think it's really nice to have this very clearly, definitively laid out for us. You know, I mean, uh, we've had people, I've had people literally in the last couple months argue with me about how important it is to have keywords in your URLs. It's you're not going to rank unless you have those keywords in the URL. No, not true. <laughs> it has no impact on rankings, just crawling. Uh, and, and it's it's interesting that I, I'll admit, even just in the past couple of years, I was like, okay, we want these keywords in there because they're going to add relevancy. No, they don't. Yeah, well, I, I, ditto. I mean, I have to admit, even up to this last year, we, it, then again, we deal with small sites, so it's not a big deal. Right. I mean, if we say, oh, let's add some keywords here, I mean, it, it was never an issue. It was like, okay, no problem. It was easy. Um, bigger sites like yours, that would make some significant uh, waves if you did that now. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's no reason to do it, though, then don't do it. Um, in any case, the fact is, that according to this, that, I mean, I, I always take things to the grain of salt, but I certainly don't care about um, keywords and URLs. I think that URLs that are full of gobbledygook don't help people. Right. Um, I like to see keywords and URLs personally, not from an SEO perspective, just from a uh, pure um, comprehension. Yeah. My, what I'm looking at. My, yeah, my rule of thumb has always been you should be able to look at a URL and get a general idea of what's going to be on the page if you clicked it, if you loaded that page, right? Yeah. You should be able to. Um, so, I, so I agree. I, I think it makes sense. Um, the one thing they did not cover in here that I'd love to get some more information on just to say we can definitively say this is tr- how it works now is used to be that we used to say, okay, if you have one or two parameters in your URL, you're fine. If you have five or six or seven parameters, now Google's going to have a hard time with it. I, th- I know they've gotten a lot better in the past, you know, four or five years even with that. But it would be nice to have that definitively, you know, answered too. You know, not necessarily how many parameters can you have and be a definitive answer, but how do those parameters impact the crawlability of those pages now compared to how they used to? I'd like to get that answer. I, I agree. I, I think it would help a lot for our, our sort of our listeners that aren't into this a lot to understand what you mean by parameters, though. All right. So a parameter is when you have a database-driven site where, like WordPress is a really good example. If you don't go in and, and in your admin section and click the little thing that says, um, basically, how do you want your URLs to look, it, it'll show the raw um, database calls in the URL. And it's simple. It's P equals 145, right? So that's post number 145 that you made. And the URL is domain.com slash, um, you know, post.php slash. Then you have what's called a parameter, which is um, question mark P, which is the parameter. Not necessarily because in this case it's post, but anything that follows a question mark in a URL is a parameter. And then there's an equal sign after that. And what follows the equal sign is the value of that parameter. So in this case with WordPress, it's like question mark P, which stands for post, equals 145, which means post number 145 in the database. They pull in that information into the page, right? So those are parameters. And those are the things we try to get rid of when we're making those good human-readable URLs. Um, instead of having that number, it says what the name of the post is, right? So, you, so if you have 
really complex databases, you could have five, six, I've seen as many as 10 or 12 different parameters in one URL to call different information into a page. That used to be very difficult for Google to handle. Um, I'd, I'd like to know how easy it is for them these days compared to what it used to be. I, I, you can get away with one or two parameters in the past easily. I'm sure you still can. You'll probably get away with three or four. The holidays are doubly important this year, so make your celebrations doubly special. At Kroger, we've got a huge selection of high-quality meats on top of fresh, natural produce, like fresh, never-frozen prime-grade beef and our Simple Truth Organic Brussels sprouts, or delicious king crab legs with our private selection gourmet potatoes. Whew, had to say that doubly fast. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. For now, what's the limit? How far does it go? How are they crawling those now? That's what I'm interested in. Yeah, that's good. a good point. Uh, now, one of the things I want to bring up here is, you know, I want to quote this. It says, I'll said that the URL structure does not or does matter for discovery. However, it doesn't ima- impact ranking. The further away someone is from the root or something is from the root, the longer it will take Google to discover it. Now, I, I agree from the rawest perspective that that's true. I disagree that that's the case all the time because, you know, if that's assuming that really everyone's entering from your homepage. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I think there was a good in this article. There's some good conversation about that in the comments. If you've read those comments, because okay. if, because if you've got a link from the homepage going to a deep deep article, the, then yes, I mean it should be really simple. It's one click away from the homepage. The crawler should be able to get to it. But what he's saying is he's looking at the importance of those. So if you've got five links on the homepage and four of them go to um, a page that's one one directory off of the homepage, and the fifth one goes to a directory that's or to a page that's five directories off the homepage. That fifth one has less importance than the first four. So if they can only crawl four, they're going to crawl the four, first four, not the fifth one, right? I don't think. Okay, well, maybe I haven't looked through the comments to get some more perspective here, but I don't think they mean so much about the structure. Um, it. I don't know, like, because if it's a, if it's a, if you if you've got a strange structure and everything's five directories lower. <laughs> well, no, no, it's, yeah, I mean, but but it's it's relative to the other pages on the site, right? So, yeah. so yeah. so think about it this way: if you've got a hundred a hundred links on your homepage, right, and Google can come in, and they only have time to crawl twenty before they have to leave, right? And thirty of them have uh, are to a page that's right off the homepage. And the rest of them are off a page that's two directories down. Even they're all linked from the homepage. Those thirty that are right off the the the, the, article, the pages are right off the domain. Those are deemed more important, and those are going to be those twenty they have to crawl are going to be in those thirty. None of those other seventy are going to get crawled because they're even though they're linked from the same place, same amount of clicks. Because of the structure, they're not as important as those first thirty because they're not as close to the domain. It's interesting. I think. Um Sometimes I wonder if when they say don't go too many directories deep unless pages discovery isn't much of an issue, I almost wonder whether they mean clicks. Because um, directories to me just seem semantic. Because, you know, just semantics here because it's all, yeah, I guess they can only cover this so much if we're thinking too deep. I'm thinking too deeply on this, but. Yeah. Um, I, st- I still, again, another rule of thumb any page you have on the website should be no more than two or three clicks away from any other page. On absolutely. The yeah. Absolutely. The clicks is the key that to is, me. That anyway. is critical. Definitely. But, it, oh. but if you want to get super technical, this is how they determine which pages 
when they when they put a queue for the crawl of your site and they can decide which pages are most important to crawl on your site, no matter what the click path is to get to those pages or where they're linked from on your site, if you just put all the pages in a big list on a spreadsheet, the ones that are deeper, have more directories in front of them, are less important than the ones that are not deep. See, the problem, another problem I have with that is, well, what if some people just put all in the root? <laughs> then, then, then you're fine. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's then click path. Well, yeah, I mean, there's again, they're all equally important, right? So then yeah. it's going to be a matter of how the bots get to them. Yeah, so where I'm leading with this is if, so, if, if Google is, for example, on our site, we have a page. It's very deep in our site. Um, that happens to be our most traffic page. Um, so obviously... It, is that, is it, that your SEO 101 page? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a tutorial. Oh, and, right. Um, it, that totally defies this because, of course, it's highly relevant. People are searching for it. They find it. They get there. Um, but remember, we're just talking about the crawl. I know. It's, right. it's just difficult just to stick on that. It's, <laughs> but, it, it, yeah. Anyway. Right. <laughs> I'll, I'll drop it because, obviously, I'm getting off topic. It's too much. I've got too much information to think about and, in this one and, for some and, reason. And, and here's, here's the thing to take away from this. Knowledge, I should say. Don't worry as much about the, the natural spider crawl. Use your XML file. Make sure you submit it in Webmaster Tools. <laughs> I'm going to keep saying that. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and check it on Webmaster Tools. Make sure they can get to all the pages that are submitted in your XML file. They will give you errors if, there's, if they're having problems with any of the different pages you've submitted. Use that tool um, to make sure your pages get crawled. Don't worry about this as much because that's mainly for really large, complicated, complex sites. Um, and even then, the XML file is the way to go. So, All right. Well, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll have uh, major uh, points here to bring up. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Do you want to optimize and grow your business? Then master your skills in conversion rate optimization. Sign up for Conversion Conference Las Vegas 2015, happening on May 12th through the 14th. It's Brasco from Webmaster Radio inviting you to the biggest and only conversion conference in the United States this year. Join your colleagues in the world's leading conversion experts, including Tim Ash, Amy Africa, Lance Loveday, Natalie Nahai, plus 40 of your favorite optimizers. Learn to create persuasive content, design landing pages that trigger your visitors to action, and convert blog readers into customers come to conversion conference the conference that pays for itself in no time webmasterradio.fm listeners get a 100 discount on their pass register early and get full access for only 897 dollars when you use discount code wmfm simply register online at conversionconference.com with the code wmfm that's conversionconference.com code wmfm hurry save your seat before they sell out when you started your business, you first listened to your professors. Now that your business is growing and gaining ground, you only seek out professionals. PPC Professionals, an industry leader for highly optimized search marketing campaigns with over 30 years of combined management experience. Our professional approach to every campaign helps you find every avenue of revenue so that you can not only stay ahead of your competitors, but get a return on your investment and increase your bottom line. PPC Professionals, personal, professional, PPC services. PPCProfessionals.com. 
Reinventing keyword research, simplifying campaign optimization, redefining competitive analysis, SpyFu brings you an entirely new way to find the most profitable keywords for your SEO and PPC campaigns. New tools, new data, and a brand new look. We've streamlined SpyFu so that you can optimize your search engine marketing more efficiently, more accurately, and more intuitively. Visit SpyFu.com, that's S-P-Y-F-U.com, and start downloading your competitors' keywords now. Try it free. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investment. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at box speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm, hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. I kind of want to jump right into the, one, the, the request from Lewis. Yeah, I uh, do too. I was, I'm glad you did that because I was, I was Xing out the other one. Hopefully you would skip it. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, Lewis uh, is one of our, our, our uh, members on the community, uh, the SEO 101 Google Plus community, and uh, he requested that we discuss an article called Syndicating Content, Get More Traffic Without Screwing Up Your SEO. Uh, and so we, we both read it, uh, and <laughs> our takeaway was that it was a bit confused, um, and it was certainly missing some key aspects. Um, now, the concept here, what is what are we talking about here? Syndicating content. Back a few years back now, I guess it is. I don't even know how long ago now. Um, maybe five years? Um, people would, um, heck, a lot of us would get our content syndicated. In fact, Stepforth back in the 2000s had the vast majority of its content um, syndicated across sites like Site Pro News, um, uh, Search Engine Guide, uh, tons of really, really uh, authoritative websites at the time. And uh, it was great for us. Uh, at that point, Google wasn't penalizing us or penalizing anyone. And even then, it was, uh, you know, the, the Google Panda update essentially hadn't come out. And it was a good thing. Um, since then, Panda came out. And a lot of the places that were getting us benefit in terms of links, and we're talking about links here, um, uh, it was obviously a gaming thing. Google didn't like it, so they were kicked. Like essentially, this stuff was uh, devolved <laughs> into mush. All the all the benefit and signals and stuff that was coming from that. Now, um, those are the people that were doing this 100% for links. In our case, we were getting a lot of direct traffic from these, so that was a good thing. Uh, which is but, a great, which is a great reason to syndicate traffic. It absolutely is. Yeah, and and that's articles. definitely what we're going to get into here because that's yeah. the key issue. Um, and, and to the, the author's uh, point of view, I, I'll give him credit that he's talking about that. He's not talking about link benefit. He's talking about direct traffic. Now, uh, in this case, the author is saying, okay, so 
Yes, essentially the Panda update, um, he, although he doesn't mention it, essentially the point here did make things a lot more difficult. And a lot of people no longer do content syndication or make, a, make it a focus mm-hmm. because they're concerned. Um, there's, there's a reason to continue doing it, and you can do it without screwing up your SEO. We don't, I don't disagree with that. Okay. I, I, I do disagree with how you stated it. Now, why don't you cover a couple of the points there? Well, I guess, I guess the first two points are really tied to the, really the two ways that content gets syndicated. One, you can syndicate it yourself. You can find other places that, that want your content, and you want to publish your content on those sites because they have good relative quality traffic that you're interested in. The other way your content gets syndicated is somebody comes by and scrapes your site and publishes it somewhere, right? Um, so the, the two things that he mentioned first you know, are, are both perfect to deal with those two situations. One, put a rel equals canonical tag on your article that points back to your article, the same page. What happens then is if somebody comes and crawls the site and scrapes it and publishes it somewhere else, um, they're usually too dumb to, 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 to strip out all the <laughs> metadata. So they, they actually put that relic was canonical tag on their post, which then gives you, you know, it, it basically says, nope, nope, we're the originator of this content, not that guy. And that post is, is not going to give you any problems from a search perspective. It's not going to drive any traffic probably because they usually publish those on sites that have no traffic. Um, I don't know why they scrape sites the way they do. Anyway, um, the second one is if you're syndicating this stuff yourself um, and you find a site, um, Ross, you mentioned you used to publish on Search Engine Journal, um, Web Pro News. If you go to a site like that, um, say, I want to, you know, you guys can have this article, no problem, but you have to put the rel equals canonical tag in the header pointing back to the original <laughs> article, right? Some sites will do that for you, some will not. Don't, most will not. <laughs> yeah, most won't. But but I would recommend do not publish on those sites. Do not syndicate your content to those sites. Right? Um, it, it all goes back to the duplicate content issue. Um, and this is where I have a problem with what this gentleman was posting in this article. He was basically saying Google has no problem at all with off-site duplicate content. There's no penalty. He's absolutely correct. There is no penalty for off-site duplicate content. There's no penalty for any kind of duplicate content. It's all a filter, right? There's no penalty at all ever associated with duplicate content. It's all just filtering. And um, there is a problem with it when it's off-site because all those pages that get filtered, let's say that uh, your content gets gets uh, syndicated somewhere that's much stronger than yours and they get the listing and yours is considered the duplicate well those duplicates are considered low quality pages now and we know that when panda looks at low quality pages that's a problem if you have a bunch of low quality pages on your site you're in trouble and, and i don't know about you ross but he's got like four or five more points to talk about what happens after you do the rel equals canonical but if you do the rel equals canonical none of these other points make any difference whatsoever because they're, they're just they, they have, they're completely obsolete because the pages that, that have that really equals canonical on them that are not yours aren't indexed. So, well, and to give him credit, though, I mean, I think he's putting those in there in case you can't get the canonical. Okay. Um, All right. That and, makes sense. And, and in those cases, if you get a link to your website versus a canonical to the original article mm-hmm. and your article was posted well before the syndicated post, I think you will get the benefit of that. Yeah, they'll, they'll look at it as a citation. Um, a an editorial citation, and a lot of times, just like with anything in Google, though it's 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 not guaranteed. But a lot of times, if you're seen as the original source source material, and you then you you get a nod, but it doesn't mean you're going to get the the listing every time. Um, no. you know, if the site is much much stronger than yours, has much more authority and relevancy, they can still easily get the listing, and you get be seen as the duplicate, even with those yeah. even with those sourcing. 
Now, in those situations, though, make sure that link has a no-follow. It's hard to say that for me to say that because I think that it's justified that you get that link to your site and that because no-follow says, says you don't want to be associated with that. And that's how, that's how I think about it. Well, if the article is posting your content, you, you want that link to show association. So I have a hard time saying understanding that. The canonical is definitely the best approach. If, if, you yeah, just don't want to look like you're trying to do this to get links. Yeah, That's if point. it's syndicated content, the nofollow makes sense. If someone picks up your story and then writes a related story and sources you that way, then the link should be clean. Absolutely. Yes, right? Abs- but if you're syndicating the exact same content on a separate site, that, that link has to be nofollowed. Yeah. and But do you see what I mean, though? Like It, it does seem to have... Um, well, you know who we need to blame. It's, it's sort of contradictory there. You know, right? we, you know who we have to blame for that, though, right? Well, I'd like to say cuts. No, us, because the, <laughs> the, the, the industry abuses everything it can find that has any kind of positive impact, even if it really should be there. And, and I don't disagree. I think you know that person should get some credit for the work they did. But because the SEO industry has abused that so bad that Google has to say no, we can't let that happen. And I don't, well, I don't disagree. I, no, I, I I see exactly what you mean. The only thing I think is that um, it, it, Google should be clear that they should state essentially that the nofollow tag is a suggestion instead of strict rule. They say it's a strict rule. I think it should be a suggestion in this case so they can yeah. look and go, well, there is actually a connection here. Okay, they say it's a strict rule, but we all I know. We I'm all just know, saying say. We know, we, <laughs> we know it's a suggestion. Look at Wikipedia. <laughs> Just saying, you know. All right, all right. We got to go by the book here. Again, put too much conjecture out there, as much as we believe it more not to be. But uh, in any case, it's it's interesting. He definitely gets into a lot of stuff, though. Like you said, that that seems to be a bit over over the top. Um, one thing I did like was the note too that uh, if you want to get your content indexed first and and such, uh, then make sure that you. Get it out there as fast as possible. Hopefully, your site's authoritative enough that Google's going to get it anyway. But he makes sure of it by using Google Search Console. <laughs> um, <Ooh. laughs> um, to uh, fetches Google and submit, which is a, a, a you can just do a search for that fetches Google, and you'll get an idea what that's all about. Instead of us explaining it, uh, yeah, but, we'll do a bad job though. But I'm, but I'm not sure how <laughs> beneficial that is. I mean, getting it out there first is good, um, but without those sourced, even even if you're first, unless the other sites are sourcing you as the first, it doesn't make that much difference. If I really, if if you put if it, if they out got there, more power, then no. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't make yeah. that much difference. He then then says that well, try and post to on less powerful sites, and yeah. I don't know. It starts to get really convoluted and, at that point. <laughs> and I can tell you, I deal with this every day in the news industry because we syndicate content all the time. We use syndicated content all the time. I'm not bringing that up as much because we're dealing with the news algorithm, which handles this a lot different than the standard organic algorithm does. Um, but it, it makes sense that some of these things would be treated the same way. And I can tell you, just because you're first doesn't mean you're going to get get the listing. Yeah, I bet you. I bet you know that better than anyone. Yeah, it does does not happen that way. I'm just telling you. (laughs) So, Lewis, I I hope that that helps. Um, You know, I I think that this article had some good points. It could have been better written. And all in all, just if you really want to be safe, 
request a canonical. I don't believe you're going to get it anywhere, though. I don't know anyone who gives the canonical yeah. tag. And Do you? It, no, and there's it's it's interesting too. Something that we should be aware of is that canonicals pass are also a recommendation as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, canonicals pass authority relevancy, kind of like a redirect does, right? So one of the things that's becoming more of a problem with canonicals, and this is one of those things that canonicals make perfect sense, but our industry is going to abuse the crap out of it. It's it's almost like instead of buying links, buying authority for your site via links, um, if you trade for canonical links, putting your content, you trade, it's going to be an issue at some point where people are going to be buying canonicals because of the same thing. And it just... And I know Google's already aware of this. They're already looking at it. I've talked to them personally about it. And, you know, be aware of that as well. So, you know, if you want to, if you want to syndicate your stuff, be aware that if you're taking money for it and, you know, th- that's a whole separate issue altogether, whether you want the canonical or not. So, okay. So let's sync it up with one or finalize this with one statement. I think this is uh, the best way to put it. Syndication is not a problem. Just, Ensure that you understand that uh, essentially just don't do it unless you understand that you could not be the cited original source of content. But that doesn't really matter if it's good content that you know will make you look good and get you business and direct traffic. And then make sure that you don't, in this case, if if, based on the light of what you just said, I didn't, I didn't even, honestly, I didn't even think about that. It makes a lot of sense what you just said about canonicals and buying them and such. Um, just do what Google recommends, which is if you're going to have a link to your site, just make sure it's a no-follow so that you're not getting benefit from that link. Yep, absolutely. And, and again, like I think like Ross was saying, focus on the fact that you want to share your content with sites that are going to send you good quality traffic. Don't worry about anything else. Yeah. Uh, well, worry about it, but... <laughs> don't, don't do yeah, it don't get it. sleep yeah, yeah. you lose a lot of sleep over it it's okay but yeah. just don't no <laughs> yeah don't do it for any other reasons than the traffic yeah <laughs> there you go well with that said that was uh, a lot a lot to cover today and, and it was great to be back i'm sorry for the delay or the break uh the shows and we do that fairly often i try not to but it just seems to happen um we're busy guys i guess um anyways we hope we delivered for you this week and uh, on behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital, thanks for joining us today. If you have any questions you'd like to share with us, please feel, fro- please feel free to post them on our Google Plus community page, easily found by searching SEO 101 on Google Plus. Have a great week, and remember to tune into future episodes, which air at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, every Wednesday on webmasterradio.fm. Have a great week. Thanks for listening, everybody. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. 
any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of webmasterradio.fm is prohibited.